Hey, what's going on? This is Bill Burr from the All Things Comedy Network. I'm very excited to tell you that we are going to be releasing a stand-up special from the unbelievably talented, unbelievably hilarious, and unbelievably original Ted Alexandro. He has a new stand-up special called Senior Class of Earth. You can check it out exclusively at atcspecials.com and follow the All Things Comedy Network for more ways to support your favorite comedians. This is huge for us. This is everything that All Things Comedy was about. We wanted to get in business with great artists and help them to maintain control and ownership of what they created. And this is our first foray into that. Once again, it's called Senior Class of Earth from the great Ted Alexandro. You can check it out at atcspecials.com. Right, it's wow. time. It is. It's time. It is time for Comedy Film Nerds episode four thirty seven. Graham Math. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, halfway to eight seventy four, mm-hmm. everybody. Nice, and uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We are really going to get into Venom, but not too far because we're going to be doing a spoiler app about it, mm. and we have a lot to say about this spoiler film. Spoiler alert: yeah. It sucks. Yeah, no, don't ruin it. Sorry. They don't. They don't I know mean, that. No, it's wonderful. Maybe they, it's um, great. They were probably on the fence. They don't know they that don't know. Um, that the internet hates it by now. How would they? <laughs> no, how would they know that? The internet has had no opinions no. about this movie in the no. last forty eight hours. You no, know, I'm sure people were just waiting for us to weigh in, <laughs> and we're on an internet. And media blackout <laughs> until listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure none of these listeners were mad in the theater. <laughs> yeah, why would you be? Why would you be? Yeah. Someone and listening right now is going, actually, I liked it. Yeah, so oh, yeah, somebody, somebody is. Somebody yeah, somebody is. Yeah, can't yeah. wait to get that email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my I, f- again, I always say this I don't know why you type in that voice. Right? <laughs> But you end but up you, doing I mean, it. You always yeah. type that. Like, oh, time, yeah. I don't know yeah. why you type in that. My voice. other favorite ones wasn't that bad. <laughs> that bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's the same voice. I don't know how two different people voice. can do that it's and like, have the same dumb voice. It's like Siri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes no it sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't get it. Somebody in the Google helicopter is making that happen. Son of a bitch. So uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Venom, A Star is Born. I'll talk about uh, going to Shriekfest. And uh, we've got some... Uh, oh, we've got... Uh, two trailers that we're going to be talking about, although one is extensively long for some reason. It should uh-huh. not be. Um, some I can only imagine why. Interesting things on Blu-ray, and uh, uh, the movie theaters will be filled with a variety of different types of films this weekend, is which every, mo- every weekend it should be like that. <laughs> like, you know how we get those dead weekends? Like, it's such an opportunity for a studio to go, you know what, why don't we drop a movie here when there's nothing else? Right. No, it's, it's like every, all the studios get together and go, you know what, let's make this weekend dead for all yeah. of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> make sure no one makes money this weekend. <laughs> and then let's dump all of these other ones yeah. together on the same weekend. Yeah, so then people uh, won't go see one of them. One of the, something <laughs> yeah. is not going to be seen. Right, geniuses. Anyway, 
Um, we're going to introduce our guest. A, um, he's been on the show before, and uh, he has a film on the Comedy Film Nerds website, Men in Suits, the only place you could get Men in Suits. And he's a, uh, a filmmaker, a director, and he's actually working on um, uh, Runaways right now over at uh, um, Hulu, right? Hulu, yes, yes. Hulu. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Frank Woodward. Hi, Kath. Well, thank you for having me back. It's good to be back. Ah, he has to be the judge. So, yeah. And I remember... It's I can been... tell you, who's the old pros here and who's the guy just coming in? <laughs> I, we haven't had you on in a while, but I remember the last time we were talking, you were talking about how um, you had written the last Wrong Turn movie. I, and I think and it, it is officially the last Wrong Turn right? movie. I, I think I, I have now killed a, genre, a whole series, so I'm very So happy you made the that. last Wrong Turn. I yes. made the last Wrong Turn, which, oddly enough, was the right one. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you, I remember you saying, like, oh, yeah, people were mad because... I made it too twisted. I'm like, how could you? Who cares? It's it's oh, a wrong I, turn movie. I, I, it's so, like saying that Saw movie was too graphic. Yes, it, it, it was. It There's was too much even, salt on my saltine. <laughs> <laughs> no, the one that perplexed me the most was that they felt they felt there was too much sex. What? It was just really? Like, you want nudity in your horror? But they wanted. It was, they felt there was too much sex. I think they were concerned because there was a lot of incest. Oh, and, oh, and I think that no. kind of freaked him out a little bit. Well, that's a little but, different but, than yeah, Zach's. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two incest scenes tops. The rest of them were straight sex. <laughs> I mean, you know, come yeah, on. Every once in a while, you agree with a studio note. Hey, you that's know what? Where... <laughs> Game of Thrones can do it. Why can't Wrong Turn? But to be fair, that is a staple of all your writing, isn't it? Uh, you know, uh, scarily enough, uh, and, and my sister is coming out for my birthday soon, so she may change her mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wow, this show just took a wrong yeah, turn. It sure did. Four thirty-seven. <laughs> wrong turn. Wrong turn. <laughs> yeah. Make sure we put the explicit rating on there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Short, short time code. Thanks for having me back. Thank you. Yeah, so, yeah, good. It really set the tone for the show. Thank you for oh, making yeah, well, the right turn and coming yeah, to the yeah. ATC studio. Yes. If anything, well, you know, anything that's a little bit taboo and wrong, I guess Venom would be it. So yeah. <laughs> but now, what? Uh, what's the last horror movie that you uh, you worked on? Oh, good God. I mean, I worked on as a script. I mean, this, you know, writers always are working on things that never get produced. Um, I'm sure we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> there's, been a, there's been a few Everything of I've ever written got, got <laughs> right, bought. Straight out. Big paycheck happened. Yep. And, and that's why I'm doing a podcast. And we were exactly. paid in a timely manner. <laughs> in a timely manner, yeah. Uh, so, no, I, I, I've, writ I've written some horror films since Wrong Turn 6, so I, it's, it didn't kill me, thankfully. Mm -hmm. uh, but none, none of them have seen the light of day yet. Okay. Uh, but, so uh, they're in development. They're in development. Mm -hmm. They're in, they're, yeah, they're, they're on the cusp. Right. I hope. Um, now you did a bunch of sci-fi channel movies too, right? Well, well, we did. Yeah, we did uh, uh, Black Forest, Firequake. 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 <laughs> yeah, baby. It sounds like Sharknado. Oh, yeah. well, it, it, I wish it was a, as good as it, it started out being. It, it was going to be like the low-budget Irwin Allen of all Irwin Allen films. Uh, but Firequake. Um, <laughs> Firequake. Sad, sad. Well, yeah, it was uh, the. Uh, they were developed a new fuel system of fuel, of a clean burning fuel, but it leaked into the uh, mantle of the earth and melted the tectonic plates. So you mm. get Firequake. Wow. Of course you do. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. uh, it I was hate, fantastic. I really, when that happens. Was there a hot scientist in a lab coat who explained it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> was she not attractive with her hair up in glasses and then took uh, off well, her no, glasses? She, had, she also had a teenage daughter. Remember, all the everything has to have a family angle now. Oh. Every, I, I've written four or five disaster movies now, like Sci-Fi Channel. One was called Avalanche Down. 
Uh, but uh, these, these, down these, these are the ones crazy. that these are the ones that did not get produced by the. But they're they're still in production. Avalanche Fire down. Quake. Fire Quake. Fire Line. And, Avalanche and, down. And, 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 Avalanche down. And Daybreak, uh, which mm. was one that uh, was, uh, was earthquake in a subway. Oh. Yeah, are you are now? What are the plans on uh, Earthquake Mountain? Are those uh, are you- <laughs> if it hasn't been done already? I was really bummed. I had pitched, uh, and I, I I'm laying claim to it right now here on your show. I had pitched Arctic Shark way before Arctic Shark got made. Oh. I had pitched that to Sci-Fi because I was all excited about it, but that nah, didn't happen. So. Did they do I something like, well, that's ridiculous. No one would watch that. Hey, Arctic yes, shark. Hey, Arctic shark. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, here's Arctic shark. Mm. Yeah. Are yeah. you going to do ice fire? <laughs> what else? What else? You got? <laughs> too late. I'm too late. There is an ice fire sh- show out of there. Of course there is. <laughs> there is. Well, the disaster films have played themselves out, so I'm not sure where they're going to go. But the, the thing that. Glacial heat. Glacial heat. <laughs> No, that's that's the that's the new Baywatch t- uh, in the Andes. Oh God! No, it, it's it, it, they always want to have family things in there. I, I remember I, I got a note uh, on one of the disaster films from a director who I won't name mainly because I can't remember his name anyway. <laughs> um, and uh, it was a, it was a note because we wanted to have family, want to have families in jeopardy with these things. And uh, he, we'll make them watch them. We'll make, yeah, we make them watch them. Yeah. And I got a note. It's like, don't be afraid to give the daughter diabetes. <laughs> what a great note. Someone got paid to write that down and email it to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they, went, and they went home that day and went, yep, that's my job. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. earned my paycheck today. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask for a raise. <laughs> I dem- <laughs> don't be afraid. You know, these are the tough calls that yes, we're making very, very tough in the low-budget horror producing oh rooms. The, the, yeah, the sci-fi realm is like, well, mm-hmm. don't be afraid of going the mm-hmm. extra mile for an insulin gag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But yep, that's- Don't be afraid to give the daughter <laughs> diabetes. Yeah. Oh, I have I have so many wonderful notes like that. But, you know, I, I, can't, I can't complain. Or Tourette's. Tourette's, yeah, Tourette's mm-hmm. would have been much more fun. <laughs> Actually, uh, Tourette's didn't test well. Yeah. They said, save that for Predator. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, that's right. There is a Tourette's guy in yep. Predator. And it's um, Thomas Jane, of all people. Yes, he is the Punisher. Oh, oh my. Um, all right. Well, speaking of um, bad movies, let's get into Venom. Oh, so, my. Uh, now, here's the thing about Venom. I'll start by just by saying that uh, I think after watching Predator... Um, I hated Venom less because Predator got me so angry, it actually put me in a better mood to uh, to absorb <laughs> Venom. This is not to say it was good or I liked it. I'm just saying I hated it less because Predator was so goddamn awful. And there's, mm-hmm. there are some cool things in Venom. Yes, the, yes. The, 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 I did love, and I, I saw this from the trailer and then seeing it in the movie, the, the, the CG technology for the symbiote when it's crawling yep. around on the ground and how they did all right. that, that was like, wow, that was actually cool. Rarely am I a person that's like, ah, who wants CG over practical. Well, and it's but, also, you, I mean, you hit the very crux of the problem with the film. It's five movies smashed together. Right. Yeah, it's exactly. A, yeah, it's yeah. a, um, oh, is it a, a, a buddy comedy? Okay. Is it a, uh, is it a hard, gritty you know, um, anti-superhero movie? Is it a superhero movie that's trying to fit into the Superman universe? Are we um, making Michelle Williams a respected high-power attorney, or are we putting her in a miniskirt? Which are which are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, oh, we're doing all those things. Oh. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't forget. Also, I mean, it, it starts off even the music in the opening scenes where he's being chased through the woods. It's all classic monster movie music. 
It's they 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 treat it like it's a true horror monster movie for a while, but then they remember they're part of the Marvel MCU kind of. And they have MCU adjacent. Yeah, MCU adjacent, exactly. <laughs> well, this is when you know it is in a Marvel part of the Marvel universe. Because right. if it was part of the actual Marvel universe, they would have no problem going, give us a horror movie. Right. Because that's what Marvel does. Right. Yeah. They they say they pick a lane. They for pick their a films. lane. They go, This movie is going to be um, this is going to be a spy movie. Right. This is going to be, you know what I mean? Like they they go through all of the they would have had no problem if Marvel would have gotten a hold of this and saying, Make it horror. This is what we're gonna do. Yeah, and it, you, no. you would have. It would have. That first trailer I saw earlier in the year, the one that got me excited personally, had they made that movie, right, it would have been more interesting. I would have been like, "This mm-hmm. is cool." But what, instead, what was that? What was that trailer? Was that the one where he uh, the turn turn in the wind? No, the that was no. the one before you even saw Venom, okay. where it was right. uh, you just kind of got like a flash of him in the MRI, mm. and then that was it. And you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be dark and, and twisted." It, and the internet went nuts. It's like, "Well, do you see Venom at all in the movie?" Like, like. Calm down. It's the first trailer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, but uh, yeah, it felt like this kind of weird, dark thing. And the other thing this movie was, it, at first, you know, the first, I don't know, half hour of the movie was pretty much the story of a failed journalist. Yep. You know, and uh, I'm like, oh, you know what? I might want to watch this movie now. Now, I don't... I, oh, no. Oh, here's the CG. Okay. But they, they, yeah. they, they told... Eddie's a loser, yet he's also a top-rated investigative and that's journalist. The thing. It's Which like, one is he? Exactly. And, and it, it goes to the... Again, this movie just didn't know what to do. And, oh, and he said, even to the point with the characters. Like, yeah. uh, like it, it literally... It was the same dialogue with his boss. It's like... Uh, uh, you know, you're talking about, oh, you're a well-respected journalist. We're lucky to have you. You're our best, you know, investigative reporter ever. And then you realize, like, well, no, you... I thought he left New York in disgrace because he's a terrible journalist. <laughs> like, what? So which which is and it? And then they throw in dumb rom com crap. Yeah, sort of yeah. like with the the doc, the scientist, right. and her, and the like. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. was like, what? Why are we bringing that up? Well, it, yeah. it's it's there's so many questions about that. I mean, it, it's because Sony has to do something with Spider Man. They 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 have the rights to all well, the villains. They have to ruin it. That's what yeah, Sony yeah. Has. They have well, to, every couple of years, they have to ruin something in the Spider-Man universe. Exactly, and, then, and now it's the, well. No, let's give them a chance for carnage. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oy. Yeah, yeah. That was um, the one of the you know Woody Harrelson is you know like a, a stinger at the end. This is not a spoiler. Um, you know, because they nobody can just make a movie. They always have to like tease the next one, whether it gets made or not. And uh, now the, the new thing now is to put a celebrity in and like, oh, see, you'll see the celebrity in the next movie if we get to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a. Uh, um, uh, I didn't realize too. Tom Hardy actually recorded his lines for Venom during pre-production. They were played back to him through an earpiece on set where Brock and the symbiote talked together. And the one Easter egg that I did like at the beginning, I don't know if you guys uh, caught this, was Jameson, the astronaut who survived the crash in the opening sequence, is actually the son of J. Jonah Jameson, the editor of the Oh, no, Daily I, didn't, I didn't catch that. That's cool. The, uh, I didn't catch that. The it, yeah. uh, public critic of Spider-Man. Now, depending on how far back you go, as Jackie Cation calls it, back into the long box, you know, uh, um, there's a lot of kind of retconning that kind of went on. I mean, mm. J. Jonah Jameson's son, mm has been an astronaut, but sometimes he turns into a uh, uh, a space werewolf. Yeah. Sometimes he yeah. does that. Man-wolf or whatever. Yeah, man-wolf. Yeah. I think it was yeah. man-wolf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then, but then, you know, in another story, he actually finds the symbiote and comes back with it. So uh, there's all these kind of different, you know, Marvel and DC too. They just love to kind of 
retcon everything. Oh, yeah, so, it de- so it depends, you know, what story you're you're reading. But at the same time, it's like, oh, that was interesting. But then, like, you're gonna drop that Easter egg. But I'm like, well, wait, is he still alive? Is he is he dead? You just said that he he's he's the um, he was Jameson. But uh, um, I will say this, you know, Tom Hardy is just a pleasure to watch, yes. no matter what he's doing. He's always interesting. Yeah. He always does something different and interesting. And, you know, he's got that feeling of, like, one of those actors. that I, He reminds me a lot of Charles Bronson, where you just get that feeling of where you, um, if you saw him in a coffee shop, he'd punch you right in the face. And then he'd make you feel like it was your fault. Like wow. that. He just feels like that. Which He's it got would that, be. Yeah. Well, yeah Did Charles Bronson do that? Yeah. <laughs> I have it on video. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's that kind of thing where it's just this, some of these actors, like the really good actors, just have that presence and persona that shine through in a film, regardless of what they're doing or what the genre is. And uh, but even Tom Hardy couldn't save this movie. Wow. Like, it, yeah, he was the best thing. I think his yeah. relationship with Venom was the best thing about the film. I enjoyed aspects of that, but uh, it's I. You're. I love Tom Hardy, but man, and the relationship to Venom was interesting at times when it wasn't trying to be too wacky. Mm-hmm. There were some jokes I laughed out loud at, mm-hmm. um, but. Whatever voice he was doing, I don't. I, 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 I know, couldn't. I couldn't get past that. Yeah, I, I, that was where I was like, oh. it wasn't even an accent. It was some weird affectation. But did you notice it wasn't just the voice? He even walked weird. Like he was doing some kind of like, you know, almost like an acting exercise <laughs> through this entire movie. And it was never the same because yeah, I know. Because mm-hmm. also too, the, you about you're right when he does that loser character, it's just like, how did you get your own show? Yeah, I'm like, I thought you were the best. Uh, investigative reporter that this network has. Like, oh, wait, now you're a loser and, uh, yeah. you know, you run out of the rails in New York and also you um, are unscrupulous and make all these really poor, bad life choices and decisions. Yeah. yeah you're, you're, you're a chicken in, in, the, in the face of a, of a holdup when you, when you have no problems barging into a corporate headquarters and doing espionage. Yeah, <laughs> and, and stealing things. I mean, it's just like who you are as a character was totally all over the place. Yeah, as was his accent, mm-hmm. right? Which was too, you know, too bad. Well, it's again one of those movies that uh, everyone on set got to write a scene. Mm-hmm. So, and then they all just put it together at the end, <laughs> and their kids got to write <laughs> yeah, a scene. Yeah, that's that's what they picked them out like. of a hat. And they even kept like going back and forth, like even like the PR, they couldn't get their story straight. At some point, they were like. Um, oh yeah, well this was going to be like a hard R. We're going to make it really dark and violent. And then I read there was another interview with the director. Oh no, we always wanted to make it a PG thirteen. We thought everybody should enjoy it. Kids too. I'm like what? What are you talking about? He, he kills people. Yeah, and it's I mean, like it's... first of all, that's not even accurate. Second of all, it it's, goes completely against the eight months of PR leading up to this release. I, look, I I have no problem with Venom being a, a rated R. Yeah, character. It almost was. I mean, this yeah. was really PG thirteen borderline. This but was pretty it is close. Hard, to art. Isn't it? No, it's PG thirteen. Oh, I thought it was. Hard. And you know, the I'll tell you, this is where because the ratings board is so just ridiculously arbitrary. It's like you could bite a guy's head off, but like if you don't show blood, you can get away with a PG thirteen. Well, this is the thing, and is what we were talking about at the beginning of the of the, of the the show today was they should have just said R rated Marvel horror movie. Right. Yes. Go make mm-hmm. it. Yep. Do it. You know, like like what they did with Deadpool. 
But yeah. they let Deadpool sort of have its own. Nobody knew about Deadpool. It's not a. It's not an iconic character like Spider Man. There isn't the stupid legal battle or whatever with Sony. It didn't have any of those dumb things to hold. Oh, Deadpool. it's got a dumb thing coming up. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, it does. it does. This is. Uh, I just read this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. They are um, re-releasing Deadpool in the theaters as a PG thirteen rating, so uh, kids can go oh, see. Oh, that's it. right. I heard that. Well, that is a dumb thing, but that doesn't take away. From the actual From movie. the actual thing. Right. They didn't do that. They didn't tell you, oh, an R-rated Deadpool's coming and then change it. Exactly. And then yeah, we were stuck with the 13 yeah. version. Right. Like, all right, you want to, I don't care. You want to recut stuff, fine. You're not detracting from the original right. cool thing. That's a good thing. point, yeah. It would have been a TV version at some point. Yeah, that's true. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm going to see it on a plane and it's. Mm-hmm. he's going to be the unswear version. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like gangster rap for the radio. Right, yeah, the clean version. The clean version, you know what I mean? <laughs> on, on a side note, when you've been on a plane now, and now most films are unedited, do you get weirded out when new scenes come on? Yes, hmm. yes. I turn them off. I can't sp- have people behind me watching me watching a sex scene. I feel uncomfortable. I feel weird. I'm like, this isn't yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry. Back to... Yeah. <laughs> I, I also, I have to be geeky for a moment. I hope you guys don't. Very comic book geeky. Spider-Man is nowhere in this movie. Of Venom, yet the whole reason that Venom looks the way he does is because Venom initially connects himself to Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> so where yeah. does where did Venom get the decision make the decision to look like Spider-Man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where does this happen? These like, guys are it was just lazy. In a well, lot we'll of just ways. take the uh, spider off his chest. I'm like, no, that's 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 yeah, a, no. That's, why he, wouldn't you want? Eyes yeah, yeah he looks exactly. He likes he, the whole point was he was a you know the the darker version of Spider-Man now. Do you go back really far into the long boxes where um, the original symbiote showed up in Secret Wars? Do you remember that? I don't remember that. This, I, 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 originally, yeah. the symbiote, there was a uh, limited series. This was back when I was a kid. And um, there was a it was a huge Marvel crossover with all the heroes. They got taken to a planet, and then they had to fight all the villains together. And in the middle of that fight... Um, Spider-Man loses his costume and then this blob of goo comes out of this alien machine goes on his body and then all of a sudden that's the symbiote but you don't know it at the time that's actually how it's introduced and then he brings it back to Earth and then he realizes he's getting weaker and there's weird shit happening and then eventually realizes that's the symbiote and then uh, he has to get rid of it and then that's when Venom is born after that Uh. so but then they again retconned it is like well no jameson found it you know in a shuttle or whatever mm-hmm. and then they found it that way but it's uh um i remember it was interesting it's the first time i ever wrote a letter to marvel because <laughs> i uh, i actually hey, what wrote, would a young a chris mancini write to marvel? i did i wrote i wrote because uh spider-man was my favorite character ever growing up and i loved his red and blue costume but then when he went black with the you know the symbiote costume, I thought, well, he looks like a supervillain. So I wrote, I think he looks like a supervillain. You should bring his costume back. But then that was the plan all along. The symbiote goes away, and then he puts his old costume back on. <laughs> they knew. Well, they I knew. don't know, Chris. Yeah. I think I think a young man, young kid from Philly, yeah, actually turned right. the corner on the writing yeah. staff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the Marvel editorial board said, "Yeah, this kid has a yeah. point." Has anyone read the Mancini letter? I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's. We've made some photostatic copies, <laughs> as it's referred to now in yeah. the halls of Marvel. The whole, well, Mancini letter. When the Mancini letter changed everything. That would be great if then somebody uh, just. Oh my God, that's my letter. That was you. That was you. You did this. Now, isn't the plan 
that eventually Sony gets Spider-Man back and they can do their own Spider-Man films? No, no, that's actually not. They figured Thank out God. the, the yeah, I know that's an awful plan. If yeah, that's I, th- I thought that was th- that's why they were developing Venom. I thought no. so that eventually they could do their own Spider-Man meets Venom. The thing. the lawyers figured it out where Spider-Man is still um, Sony still has the rights to it, but Marvel's making their movies for them. Right. So it's interesting. It's it's a weird you know weird agreement where like well it's a Marvel property but Sony has the film rights but now Marvel's still making the movie but then Sony still distributes it and and kind of owns those rights. Uh, so basically the original deal was that Spider Man and all the ancillary characters oh. would be under Sony. But then when the lawyers got together and like look we really need Spider Man in the MCU and let's face it you guys have been fucking it up for years. <laughs> So uh, you guys couldn't make a yeah. Spider-Man movie if it I'm punched sure you in the Sony face. I'm sure Sony didn't even disagree at that point, and they're like, "Well, how can we work this out where we still get to screw you guys?" And Marvel said, "Here's how: <laughs> so we can't get out of this dumb contract we signed years ago because if you still keep still making Spider-Man movies, we never get the rights back. So uh, why don't we make them for you so this way they don't suck, and then you can still make money from them?" And they said, "Deal." But then what happens is it's only Spider-Man. It's only that character that Marvel is doing. So this is, quote, the Venom Venom universe. So it's Venom, Carnage, uh, all of these other symbiotes. It's all these different ancillary characters. All of which uh, look like Spider-Man. All of which look like Spider-Man, exactly. That's why Spider-Man so, wasn't yeah. in this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's safe to, well, at least we know now, mm-hmm. any of the, in the in the symbiote universe, we know not to watch any of these movies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because they're going to be a flaming bag of dicks. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> and Sony is so desperate to connect it to the, uh, um, to, to the Marvel Universe or to Spider-Man, like, um, completely unnecessarily. Like, did you stay for after the credits? No. Okay. Um, the first credit scene was like, well, oh, we're setting up the next movie. But this is... Uh, oh, there was a second? There was that? a second, oh, yeah. Oh, my. But it wasn't a scene. It wasn't... It had nothing to do with... We'll uh, talk about this in the spoiler. Okay. Let's That's start. a tease. I'm going to tell you what the last one was. We'll talk about it in the spoiler. And uh, it was basically a desperate marketing attempt. We'll talk about it later. So, um, now... Besides portraying Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy also provided the voice and physical stand-in for several scenes of Venom. Uh, Now, this is Tom Hardy describing Venom as a tragic clown. There's something funny about the circumstances of having a tragic gift. It's a superpower you don't really want, but at the same time you love it. It makes you special. He's both a reluctant hero and an anti-hero. No, he isn't. That's not Venom at all. And uh, and then the, the... uh, this is the, the typical trivia that somebody always says when they do a superhero movie. I want to do something my son could watch. Um, well, try again. <laughs> this was not it. Yeah, and, um, and also his son apparently guided his father on how to appropriately, portray, appropriately portray Brock and Venom since Hardy didn't know the character very well, which also goes against uh, that last quote that he just said. <laughs> And what like, happened to actors doing prep work? It's not like there's yeah, no I source material on Venom. Yeah, I know. It's like, where, God, go where can I find up. any information on Venom? This mm, is yeah, crazy. Know. You know, um, is, there, is there anything digital? Is there something I could look at? There must be nothing. I got to go to New York and get the hard copies from Borderlands. There's this Bowl. film called Spider-Man 3. Yeah. I, um, uh. Yeah. You know, Topher Grace, um, you know... This movie's been in development for so long that that was even bandied about where, um, well, we'll just do Topher Grace's Venom and that'll be the spinoff. Oh, seriously? Yeah, that was even thought about. Oh, my God. uh, That would have been even worse. (laughs) Oh, my. 
So, all right. I think we've talked enough about this movie. We'll uh, continue it in the spoiler. But uh, suffice it to say, um, you should avoid this movie. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) What's weird is the third movie in a row that uh, I saw that had an uneven tone. Like it was Predator didn't know what it wanted to be. House with a clock in its walls didn't know what it wanted to be. And now this one. It's like, this is like directing and filmmaking 101 you pick what kind of movie you're going to make and then you make it i, I, I think it's, it has to be connected to the whole entire what is that the, the quadrants that you're supposed to hit the the uh, four, four quadrants or of, of audience members so it appeals to every one of them so you don't pick just one audience you have to appeal to the every audience it's yeah. a mistake and it's a, always and a mistake never works never works never works. never works so all right graham uh you saw a star is born uh date night <laughs> <laughs> with whom yeah. um, uh, my wife wanted to see it this week and I, I didn't go she went with a friend so. <laughs> I almost I almost saw it Star is Born over Venom because mm-hmm. it was 4 o'clock and a 4.30 yeah. and I mm-hmm. you know. I um, yeah I saw this because I I saw an interview with Lady Gaga and I've never been like a huge Lady Gaga fan I'm not anti I'm not anti-Gaga, but I, I've never been like, oh, she's amazing. I just, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. I heard some of her music's okay. You're neutral Gaga. I'm neutral Gaga. <laughs> I'm neutral Gaga. Um, but I thought, yeah, and, and you know, we've talked about this. I like Bradley Cooper. I like the idea of Bradley Cooper directing. Yes. Um, and, you know, I had read that Eddie, Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam said, don't ever remake A Star is Born. Um, which is weird. I don't know what Eddie Vedder's like, don't remake it. I don't know why he make was, a song out about yeah, not remaking. <laughs> now, I have not seen the original in a long, long time. So I can't really come. Which, which original? Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, like, there's like three. three well, there's three. the Chris Christopherson one in the mm-hmm. 70s with Barbara Streisand. That's right. the one That's I've the seen. That's the most famous one. That's the most famous one. There was one before that in the 50s or something yeah, like that. I think that. there was one in the 30s, that. too. And one of the 30s. It was Frederick March and... Um, was in the first one, and then it was uh, I forget who uh, who played the female lead of that. Mm-hmm. And then in the fifties, it was uh, Julie, Judy Garland and James Mason. Mm-hmm. And then you had Chris Christopherson and uh, Barbara Streisand for the seventies one, which right. most people know. So, I, you know, I was like not sure what to expect with this film, but I I really liked it. At first, there was you know Bradley Cooper's doing Tyler gravelly gravelly voice and, and at first i was like man i don't know dude if i buy this but then it, it started to work because he's he, doing jeff bridges country it's really it felt a little like did you go to the jeff bridges school of <laughs> of gravel voice acting um but it it worked because you know he plays a guy who you know is already famous but he's so famous that he's burnt on it and he's got an alcohol and drug problem um and you know, the opening scene is him on stage and it's sort of blurry and handheld and they did a good job because that's what Bradley Cooper's character is just like, I don't know, even know what town I'm in and he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's still great on stage, but you see him like popping pills and drinking and, and he's kind of out of it, you know, and so that's sort the of... The last thing to go is your job. It always is. <laughs> um, and, you know... Lady Gaga actually is was really great casting because when they first meet, you know, he just pops into some like dirty bar and, you know, she's singing in it or whatever. And 
Um, he's talking to her at the bar and she's like, well, I, you know, I, he's like, you got a great voice. And she's like, yeah, but you know, this nose. And she's like, I got this crazy hook. No, and the executives told me I'll never be famous. And he's like, what? And you know, that's what I'm sure people said to Lady Gaga. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, they told her that. And what, you know, did, how do we know if she can act or not? We don't know. I mean, but but I think a lot of, especially big pop singers, it's something Justin Timberlake said in an interview when they said, you know, can you do 12, 13 takes in a row? And he goes, I do the same show every night, man. Right. Yeah, I can hit the, I can hit this. <laughs> and I can also hit some tape on the floor too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I can also sing and dance at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh having her no makeup just playing just being whatever her real name is stephanie or whatever just Mm -hmm. being this girl who waits tables and lives and with and like really great ancillary casting like her dad was played by dice clay oh i read that yeah yeah and he's the limo driver who's like people told me i had a voice better than sinatra but i couldn't get you know like and he's sort of living in the past and there's little just a handful of small scenes with them eddie griffin plays like some record dj manager guy or something mm-hmm. like that and he has a small scene but i was like it was really cool and so and then also and this is something to read this is cool so so uh the first time he brings her on stage i was sitting there going wow that's lady gaga and I really believe that she's terrified to go on stage. Now, this is a woman that performs right. in front of 20,000 mm-hmm. people. Like, yeah. she is a megastar, mm-hmm. but she really pulled it off. And here's one of the things that I think, uh, Bradley Cooper said that Lady Gaga was one the one who convinced him they should sing live. Gaga said she hated watching movies where the actors were not lip syncing correctly to the songs and to avoid this and get it right they needed to sing live for the film this was what caused cooper to get more extensive vocal training see that's what made it she is a professional singer she sings for a living and that's like us as comics like i i always hate stand-up movies where you can tell it's staged they're i'm like no fill a comedy club punchline punchline exactly (laughs) exactly i go the best stand-up movies are where you fill a comedy club, you set up cameras and let the person do an hour and then right. you just cut to, and you'll get that live. You can't fake that. energy. That. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, I've said it the same thing with sports movies. It's why I love the movie Blue Chips so much because they played basketball and you could tell, you could see the intensity of the moment. And, and you like blue corn chips. And I look, I love blue, especially the organic <laughs> ones. Um, so it though reading that, research that was done it made me that's why the movie feels sort of authentic and when she comes on stage with them they're in front of a live audience and there's an electricity that happens that is captured and you see her transformation of like i'm terrified but i've got something to say that's the whole thing it's like you've got a voice and she's an amazing songwriter in this film and it was really uh, the way they see him fall in love and then dealing with his drug and alcohol addiction and you know, it's a. I really like it. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the movie, and and she's Oscar buzz. I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so because he's good playing this guy, trying to do the. You know, he's very flawed, and you see her actually fall in love with him, and then the whole thing. You know, she becomes a megastar, and how that becomes a problem, and the, and and all of the trappings of that. Um, 
And it, it's really, you know, Sam Elliott plays his brother and tour manager and there's great, there's some good scenes in there. And it's really, I, I was shocked by it. Oh, cool. I saw, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, I don't, maybe, I don't mm -hmm. know. But I, I think it's worth seeing, and I think there's really good performances, and I think it's going to get some nominations somewhere up for something. Well, everybody's eating it up. I know yeah. that. I mean, they lo love it, and I want to see it. She must have done original music for it, too. My I guess is, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's probably best song. It could probably be nominated for three or four different things. Well, um, and you know that uh, having Lady Gaga at the Oscars is... Everyone wants to have her at the Oscars. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's much better than the top ten popular films mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i'd love to see, I'm, I'm at the imdb page right now yeah just from a marketing standpoint for the show uh having lady gaga at the oscars you're right i think it's oh. already been nominated <laughs> yeah it's already yeah, it's already it was nominated before it came out yeah um well it definitely is a, a, a film that's been getting a lot of respect it's i heard the stories too like that that grovelly voice apparently he was basing it on sam elliott before he even got Sam Elliott cast. Oh, that's great. And he was just, mm. he, he went after Sam Elliott because of the voice, because he wanted to work with him also, but it just all worked out perfectly. He's doing Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott plays his older brother. Hmm. Yeah. Cinema gold. Yeah, it was really, it, it, they really captured it quite well, and they captured the live performing quite well, and they captured the road and all right. of that stuff well, I thought, and and... <clears throat> You know her without makeup. It was very. It was, it was like, and I, her, her. I probably my guess is that her fear and vulnerability getting on stage was also like she doesn't go on stage unless she's all gaga out. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like she doesn't go on stage. She's got blonde hair and the whole dance. Meat and like, dress. Yeah, a meat dress, whatever, <laughs> you know, 14 inch heels or whatever she's wearing. <laughs> and this is like, she just goes on stage and just like jeans and a t-shirt and her brown hair. Right. No makeup. Mm -hmm. And so like, holy shit, that's gotta mm -hmm. be, as a performer that's made a living doing a certain type of act, Going against that is scary for any performer. Right. You know, it's like when a comic throws out their act and writes a whole new hour or whatever. Um, you know, it's mm -hmm. it, it, so you felt that. Right. And it, it was it was authentic. Mm -hmm. uh, and their chemistry was uh, strong for you because they seemed to love each other when they talk about making the film together. Man, it really you really felt it. Like it's oh, the kind good. of thing where like, well, if they find out that they two started dating and fell in love, I wouldn't be shocked. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it really it really came across. It would make sense. And as they, a Hollywood couple goes. As, as Hollywood couple goes, <laughs> this is like right in line with that. Braga, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Gaga, Gooper. I don't know. Gooper. Gooper. Um, Rocket Gaga. Yeah. Rocket Gaga. La Lady Cooper. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 worth seeing, and we're we're you know it's 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 got Oscar. It's got Oscar on it. I'll tell well, you that's, that. That's good to hear because I'm yeah. I'm tired of being. Uh, this year has been a little bit of a mixed bag mm -hmm. for films, and I'm, I'm happy to have films that people just say yes, it's good, go see mm -hmm. it. Yeah, it was cool. So. So uh, I actually went to the Shriekfest Film Festival over the weekend. Now, Neil was there the entire time. I went Saturday for a couple hours. 
And uh, I saw a couple features, and I also saw uh, Shorts program. Shorts were very strong, really good. Mm. And it's it's definitely over the, as the years have progressed. We were talking about it with Denise. Is that uh, you know the effects for the shorts have really gotten to the point where they're as good as features now because really? everything's accessible now with the computer graphics, yeah. and you know you don't need some giant mainframe to render computer graphics anymore. So um, it makes a difference in the shorts. And we were talking before the show that, uh, you know, there's three different types of shorts. There's the short film where it is a beginning, middle, and end, and you've got character arcs and all those things. They're just shorter than features. There's the sketch that's kind of one scene, one one feel. And then there's the one that wants to be a feature. And that seems to be the new trend now is a lot of shorts kind of want to be features. So it was almost like setting up the world and like giving you like the first 10 minutes or the first act of a feature um, which is okay, but I, my favorite, honestly, is the um, the short film medium. I just really love. It's yeah. like it's shorter than a feature, but you can get all the things done that you need to in that time frame. You could do beginning, middle, and end. You can do um, character de- development. You could do all those things just in a shorter uh, point of time. And then, and some of them really did it. It was really good to see. And I only saw one program. Neil was saying that all the shirts programs were solid. Uh, I, I've been going to a lot of uh, <laughs> horror film festivals in mm. particular. Uh, I've been a judge of what we call it horrible imaginings down in San mm. Diego. And there's another film festival that's called Etheria Film Festival, which is all women in horror. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, wow. And... Uh, the, the shocking thing is, you're right. The quality of short films these days is stellar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm sure they, with all the submissions these festivals get, there are some stinkers out there. Right. But the quality that they're able to put out there is astonishing, and better than some. I feel more rewarded from going to shorts uh, blocks than going to see feature films these yeah. days. Especially like if you get eight shorts, you know, one or two may not be that great, but then you've got six solid ones. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this was time well spent. Um, now, I saw two features, too. One was Chimera, had one of the guys from Lost in it, uh, Henry and Cusack. You're going to die, Charlie. Desmond, remember him? He, was, uh, he, plays, he plays a scientist that uh, um, freezes his children because they're sick and tries to find a cure for them. Uh, but it's this weird, science-y, talky horror movie where it's a lot of speeches and it's a lot of, um, you know, he's going crazy, so he sees his children and his wife still there, so it's like time going back and forth a lot a lot of about uh, a lot of time spent discussing the ramifications of using stem cells so there's it was one of those movies that no studio would ever green light in a million years that kind of thing <laughs> which is um uh that's why it's great to see these films in a film festival because it's the only place you're going to see them you know occasionally a lot of them do get distribution and they get you know on, on demand and stuff but this one uh um, this one is a was a really unique animal where it was it was slow but it was it was heady it was smart but it was also really confined and it, it was just a lot of, it was very talky and then the horror was few, few and far between but it was disturbing it wasn't like jump scares it was just kind of creepy mm. you know experimentation and bodies and those kind of thing you know really organs and stuff like that um, and the other movie was That's why I don't go watch horror yeah, movies yeah. <laughs> the other movie was a horror comedy called Ashes which um, I really liked it was a um, you know it was just a very simple setup you know an ant that the whole family kind of made fun of died and then they brought the ashes back in the house and she basically haunts them and starts to pick them off one by good one. For her. So uh, nice. good for her. And it was one of those movies that speaking of going, you know, in different tones, um, 
went from comedy, went to horror, went to like you know some disturbing scenes, but it did it in a way that didn't bother you as much as these studio movies like you know Venom, House, and Predator. Like it actually you know blended the genres better. So you know maybe the indie guys got it. Uh, you know because they're not getting a hundred notes from the executives. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, when I die, I want to be cremated, and I really hope my ashes terrorize people. Yes, make sure they go in the attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. put them in the <laughs> attic. Well, mine are going to go in the ocean. Right? <laughs> You're going to terrorize a whale? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I want to terrorize tourists. <laughs> people. Ash shark. Yeah, mm. people that get in the way of surfers, I want to terrorize them. Right. So, so you'll have to make sure you... Um, get kind of dumped near the coastline. Yeah. Yes. It's between Lifeguard Towers 28 and 29 where I had my beach party. That's where I'm going to be at my ashes. And that's where I will terrorize people. Yeah. As God so is, no one else can enjoy it. No, as God is my witness, that is going to be the haunted surf break. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we have a we have an advertiser, Grant. Well, we've guess got, what? We've got ZipRecruiter. And uh, ZipRecruiter is... Um, you know, ZipRecruiter is a hiring job site, and the thing about it is, is there's a smart way and a not smart way to hire people. So, you know what's not smart? Making the lottery the centerpiece of your retirement plan, and job sites that make you wait for the right candidate to apply to your job, not smart. But what is smart is going to ZipRecruiter.com CFN to hire the right person. And ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's powerful matching technology, scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. And um, right now, again, we don't let you guys pay stuff full price. We take care of you. And you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash CFN. That's ziprecruiter.com slash CFN. It's ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Yeah, guys, go to ZipRecruiter, especially if you got a small business. You don't want to like, I don't know, get some intern and then you're forced to hire him and no. he's stuck in your garage. I'm and... right here, guys. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I always forget that he's there. You know, and a lot of times the job sites, too, they send you the wrong resumes to sort through because they just want to try to make a quota. Right. And uh, that is not smart. So, <laughs> And uh, what's also not smart? Letting your friends pick your karaoke song. So, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Now let's get into the Patreon. Uh, How about it? Sponsors. How's Johnny Rulon doing? Johnny Rulon's doing great. He's still promoting his novel. God bless him. Mm-hmm. A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's at Amazon, both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel, which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her mortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. HappyHorrorShowProductions.com. That's HappyHorrorShowProductions.com. And the Audacity Performing Arts Project produces after-school performing arts projects in poor, underfunded, and the lowest-performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please visit them at audacityperformingarts.com, audacityperformingarts.com. And the podcast from Chris Parker Howard, Coffee Over Suicide. It's a dramedy podcast about choosing life over death, one cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Friday, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, you can find more about it at randomify.com. Now, if I don't drink... Okay, if I don't drink coffee and I'm thinking about suicide, does can this help me? Only halfway. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, good to know. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. So it's still worth it. Sure. Just, just listen right. to the first half. Okay. Um, Alice Frazier, co-host of the Bugle Fight podcast and host of Tea with Alice, brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. They were recorded back-to-back as a three-hour show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival in April of this year with a binaural microphone, which creates an immensely immersive listening experience. Uh, just Google Alice Frazier Trilogy for more info. That's Alice Frazier Trilogy for more info. And uh, Rebecca Evans is also a uh, Patreon sponsor, but she hasn't given us our ad copy yet. So uh, uh, we just wanted to mention her name. Thanks. Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> and guys, a great way to support the show is to go to the pa- you know, be- patreon.com slash comedyfilmnerds. For $50 a month, you can get us to re- read your thing here. or And also just support these things that we just promoted and tell them you heard about it from... Check out Johnny Rulon's book. Johnny Rulon, go to and Audacity Performing Arts, Chris yep. Howard, Alice yep. Frazier, mm-hmm. and Rebecca Evans. Go support them and say yes. you heard about them from Comedy Film Nerds. Yeah. Send them an email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that? And uh, all right, Graham, we got some trailers. Oh, my oh. God. Here oh, we go. Big time trailers, huh? Are you ready? Now, this... Uh, this first one is Aquaman, the New York Comic Con trailer. It's far too long, but um, it's important because it shows almost like a completely different movie. It's basically Aquaman. trying to say we are not Zack Snyder's DC. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So now, have you seen the other trailer yet, Overlord? Uh, oh, yes. I've oh seen it a couple God. times. Wait, I don't think Graham's seen it yet. Wait, I can't wait for him to see wait, it. Wait. Yeah, I, uh, I liked it when it was called The Keep. Oh, they changed the name? No, no, there's an old movie from the, uh, with Scott Glenn. Oh, my God, I remember that movie Yeah, now. World War yes, II, yes. The Keep Full of Vampires. Holy crap, I totally forgot about that movie. <laughs> I think they want you to forget about that movie. I, they probably <laughs> do. I think that's why they felt safe doing Overlord. Yeah. I can't, is this the trailer? I can't find it. You guys keep talking. Well, All right. Uh, well, I mean, look, the Aquaman trailer, I mean, for, for me, uh, I'm... Just uh, go to YouTube and then type in Aquaman. Yeah. And I, then... Uh, uh, um, but if you could want to find Overlord first, we could do that. Yeah, we'll get a lot of them, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we could always skip one. There's no rule where we have to do two. I think he's right there under the recommended. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you. Here we go. It's just trying so hard to be a Marvel movie. It's just, it's like, it's, we, we just do not get about Zack Snyder. Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely trying to be more colorful. Like now is a product of the love that there's a lot of sin. Could unite our worlds one day. Um, a son of the land and a son of the seas. Mother always knew you were more lighthouse shots in the beginning. Yeah. You are part of something deeper. deeper you than, are the yes. bridge between land and sea. Well, well, Take your rightful place as king. That must have taken a while to put those logos in the sand like that. See all that money gets wasted in these movies. <laughs> We're getting close cases. now. They killed three Grips. Dying of thirst. <laughs> There's no way Atlantis were this far inland. Check this place out. Oh, yes. Yeah, this is my favorite. favorite jokes from the trailer. Oh, yeah. Well, it's real. before we get to play an Uncharted game. Yes. 
Nothing. Of course it's not working. It's been sitting here collecting it's dust before the Sahara was another a desert. One. Before the Sahara was a desert. Of course. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. All right, now hold still. Hey, what are you doing? We need water. Near the closest source. Would she have water in her too? Why does well, she she's water. She's that light too. Antians who live in the water. <laughs> now I would think, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, so much for supplies. Peed on it. Uh, peed on it. Yeah. 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 See. So here's, 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 here's Eddie Brock problem here already. Yeah, we do. We have values for strength. Besides the power. He's probably the son of the king of Atlantis. Surfer dude makes pistols. I hope he says, Whoa, he's riding the giant. Girl. You seek my power. Vehicle. In the wrong hands. This trailer only has eight more minutes, so. Well, you know, it is good to see every visual effects artist in Hollywood get work. Above and below. Shouldn't we have written it down first? I memorized it, didn't you? Oh, yeah, totally. What did you just say? Something, something, trident. I have every confidence in this. Why away. aren't they putting from the director of Saw? Oh, James Bond has distanced himself from Saw for a long, <laughs> long time. <laughs> but Saw hasn't distanced itself from James Wan. No, it has not. Who the hell are you? Arthur! We really need an overly long chase scene now. And we're going to show the whole thing in the trailer. Now wait, am I supposed to hit X, O, or triangle here? <laughs> you joke. But the video game for this <laughs> film is going to be exactly this. <laughs> God, why do I need to see this whole thing? I know. It's so ridiculous. How many rooms is she going to run on? Yeah, it's, it's a big city. A lot of jumping in front of green screen. You saw that scene again? Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Was it? The war is coming to the surface. You are not going to win this. Billions will die. And it's endless budget to for manufacturing armor for sea creatures. I heard someone say Wakanda by the sea. Yeah, at least Wakanda, you know, exported vibranium. Atlantis has always had a king. Now I need something more. Was oh, that the crap from Moana? But what could be greater than a king? A hero. Really? Are you sure? Isn't a hero then king? Or yeah. Happened with Conan. So um. 
That looks like fucking stupid bullshit. <laughs> It'll be out in time for Christmas, folks. Yeah. I can't. I, the more they show me, the less I want to see it. Yeah, it's the same with me. I mean, I, I know the kids are going to want to see it because it looks like a, a video game. But right. uh, but I really feel like it's not going to even skew to kids. It's, they're going to try to make it dumb and, you know, overly violent and, uh, you know, just throw CG at you. Like, like, you know, this is from that trailer. This looks like Ant-Man Under the Sea. I mean, oh, like it really wow. it looks like you know just kind of a family friendly fun except for like, ant-man has restraint yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i wouldn't say it was going to pee on it yeah it was uh, jokes. but i really feel like this is another movie that the tone is going to be all over the place it's going to be goofy and wacky and bright and then there's going to be some weird dark violent parts that are holdovers from when Zack snyder was still there Yeah, because this is another dc film that was uh, still in production when justice right. league had come out yeah or maybe it was not in production but it was still in development I mean, not enough to go back and do a start over from the beginning. I mean, DC still doesn't know what it wants to be. No, I just hope that Aquaman's mother's name is Martha. That would be great. <laughs> let's hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see what Overlord here. This is the uh, JJ. Yeah, do that one. This is the JJ Abrams uh, a produced film. Yes. And uh, The Keep. I could totally forget about that movie. We already saw this trailer. Oh, we didn't see this trailer. Three months ago, I was cutting grass in my front yard. Because when and I saw this before I picked it, from uh, the I went, oh, my God. And I wouldn't have done that if I'd seen it before. Now I'm here. No idea where I'm going to end up. You know what I liked about this movie, too? Like, at the beginning here, it's, it's almost like saving private mind. Yeah, like, spared no expense. We're going to make this a gritty, dark, violent war movie. Welcome to France. What happened here? Some questions don't have good answers. There's a lot of soldiers out there, and there's only four of us. Find enemy guns. I'm so on board. A creepy door. Excited to see this, Chris. I am. <laughs> World War II monster movie from J.J. Abrams. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm already saying I may get maze runnered again, but I'm on board. <laughs> What's behind the wall? What's behind the wall? What's behind there? What's going on? Act three is behind there. Still that guy from Aquaman running through the halls. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I am not excited to see that, Chris. All right, fair enough. 
Oh my. You know, we switch off. You were excited to see Venom. I was excited to see this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. Overlord could be the uh, runaway success of the winter season. <clears throat> it really could. It could be amazing. So, all right. And we'll talk about DVD and Blu-rays coming out. We have Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation. The only other franchise keeping Sony alive. Yeah. I, I don't what? I don't know how these movies are still I, getting made. Well, because they, they love Sadler, I guess. I don't know. And even my kids are like, nah, I don't even really want to see that. <laughs> That's such a, a truth serum right there. When kids are like, hmm. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. Like my kids wanted to see House with a Clock in Its Walls. They were not overly excited to see a Hotel Transylvania at all. Because yeah. it's, you know, who, who cares? I know. It's, um, the next movie is Eighth Grade. This is, again, another interesting release schedule. I've st- I still see it in movie theaters yeah. right now. So, yeah. uh, but it's definitely a movie I want to see. Um, it looks really good, like a kind of a drama coming of age. However, the reviews have been all over the map. People say it's really poignant and heartfelt. Others are saying it's like, Nothing happens for an hour and a half. Like it's boring. Like mm. I don't know. So, it's um, it's getting all over the map. So I want to see it to see what's uh, see what I think of it. All right. And uh, skyscraper. Oh my. Awful, we were talking about this before film. the show. Yeah. You gotta watch that as a double bill with Meg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's both a Chinese co-productions with uh, with American action stars in the lead mm-hmm. and a an really obviously tacked on Chinese subplot. And I uh, love it. I, I don't Chinese know. hero is always a Chinese official is a yes, hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it was some weird, like, I don't know if it was a, a, a choice or if it was uh, some kind of, you know, studio or producer note. You have The Rock and you have a comedy director. And it is the most humorless movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, all right, we want to make sure there's no jokes in this movie. But you just hired a comedy director in The Rock. They're not supposed to be fun. No, nope. no, no, no funniness. Take this very seriously. Uh, <laughs> Some jokes don't translate over yeah, in China. Yeah. You see, take this, <laughs> you know, it's just a diehard remake, right? No, take it very seriously. And that's that's the uh, ultimately what made this movie absolutely horrible. There's the fact that they really tried to take it seriously. Uh, that's what you should do with a movie <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, Hotel Artemis. This was the um, the gangster. Hospital movie, gangster uh, hospital. How, yeah. I, how did I miss this? Yeah. I know. Wow. How did you not write the script for you this? You know what? I don't know. Gangster I, hospital. Gangster <laughs> hospital. Oh my! Yeah, it should have been on sci-fi at some point. Or maybe uh, you're gonna do gangster quake. Yeah. Gangster quake is my next thing. Yes. Right now. Right. <laughs> A bunch of mobsters got into the center of the earth and they're fighting. <laughs> fire mob. Yeah. Fire, fire mob. Yes, yes. Fire mob. Christmas ladies and gentlemen. Chris <laughs> Fire mob. Hashtag fire mob. Congratulations, Chris Mancini. Wow. You're the winner of the dumbest movie title contest. (laughs) Listeners, if you can come up with a poster for fire mob for the next episode. Please send us fire. We'll use your hashtag. Yes. Please send us some uh, a movie poster for fire mob. I want to know what that is. Who's in fire mob? Who directs it? Yeah. What's Brett Ratner? Paul Paul Savino has to be in there oh. someplace. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, Constantine, City of Demons. This is a, a animated film. Now, this again, I don't know what WB is doing. They have this weird thing where um, they released it as a web series online, like eight episode, um, or I think it's like ten. 
three-minute episodes, something like that, or eight three-minute episodes. But supposedly that was, quote, season one. So instead of keeping releasing them as a TV show, they decided to match them all together, put the extra footage in and make it a movie and, (laughs) and, you know, release it in Blu-ray. So I'm not sure, like, again, pick a lane. You know, pick, (laughs) what are you making? Are you making a film? Are you making a... uh, um, a web series, but I will say this: the first, the ones that I saw are fantastic. Oh, they're good. really good mm-hmm. because Constantine has not been served very well in television or in movies. Um, but J.M. Dematius, the uh, old school comic book writer, mm. wrote these and went back to the comic book source material. Oh, so it's dark, it's dreary, it's uh, um, it's violent, and it also they get Constantine right. You know, he's a magician, but he's also a bastard, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. and they get it right where, um, you know, a kid goes missing and yeah, the the whole point of magic is that there's always a price to pay. And Constantine's thing is, yeah, there's a price to pay, but I always get someone else to pay it for me. Mm. So and that's what makes him an asshole. And that's why everyone around him always ends up dead. Um, So but they even make that like they're on a plane and they even make that um, point like the conversation is like, well, I'll. You know, I know magic has a price, but I'll pay anything to get my daughter back. And he's like, you know, well, wait to see what the price is first. Yeah. So that, you know, that kind of thing that sets up all the stuff that uh, Constantine is known for. So I'm excited to see it. It's it's R. So, you know, it's going to be dark and violent and, oh, and wow. really, really interesting. But mo- more, most importantly, it's true to the character. So uh, I'm excited to see it. Well, no, I am now, too. All right. And the site spotlight and the fan feedback. I want to mention this. I've been going through the garage and all mm. the stuff that we have. And um, we have a fair amount of T-shirts, Graham. And uh, ones that aren't even really on the site. We're just kind of like, you know, odds and ends, extra ones, everything from LA Potfest. There's some girly whistling banes. There's all sorts of stuff. So I was thinking, whenever you buy a T-shirt at the Comedy Film Nerd store, you get a T-shirt for free. You don't know what it's going to be. You don't know what it's going to be. It's a mystery shirt. Might not even fit you. Nope, it might not. But we will do our best to match the size that you're ordering. Yes. Um, because we have a fair amount of shirts. Buy a shirt, garage. get buy a shirt, free get shirt. Get one free. And that will go all the way through Christmas. That's, How about that? Mm-hmm. It's a Christmas I, miracle. I know yes. where I'm doing my shopping, though. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> so if you buy oh. two shirts, guess what? You're going to get two fucking free shirts. How about that? Yeah. You fucking and, Sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you buy the new Comedy Film Nerds logo shirt with the extra $10 for the mystery shirt, you're going to get three fucking shirts. Three fucking shirts, yeah. asshole. Yeah. What are you, a dick? You only wear one shirt yeah. all week? Yeah. What are you, part of the fire mob? Yeah. We- <laughs> <laughs> what, did you take the final wrong turn? What are you doing? Get a free fucking I'm shirt. in here. <laughs> so uh, check it out. Free t-shirt with every t-shirt order until right. Christmas. Well, Chris. Um, all right. So uh, take advantage, ladies and gentlemen. And we are closing in on a uh, message board moderator. Oh. So um, we wow. are. So one's been on the lamb and we're about to yeah, catch yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. We are, we are narrowing the search. Like I didn't say um, they were going to email us. I said we were going to find you. We're going to find yes. you. <laughs> There's going to be a knock on the door, <laughs> and you're not going to say no. No, you're not. We're going to ask uh, you to be a moderator, and you're going to say yes. And we will make it worth our while. Yes, or you <laughs> are going to disappear <laughs> like a free fucking T-shirt out of yeah. a goddamn comedy film nerd's garage. So uh, we are very close to getting those uh, message boards back up and running. 
All right, premiering this week. Oh shit! Is there another Goosebumps movie there coming is. out? There is. Oh my god! Yes, is yes. Jack Black in it? You know what? Oh. Uh, he, they must have. They must have shot him in and out in the day because that first trailer came out nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Second trailer, he's in one shot. So it's got to be one of those. All right, we got to get Jack Black in this somewhere. It's a so. Jeff Goldblum and Jurassic World. Yes, movie. that's really. <laughs> it's really good. Like, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I swear, I thought this movie had already come out and tanked already, so I'm just surprised to see it on the release schedule. Oh. So uh, that will happen this weekend. It'll Thank come out God. Um, First Man, this is the Ryan Gosling. Neil Armstrong uh, movie. Neil Armstrong. I, man, you know, we watched this trailer when we did the live show at Dynasty Typewriter, and I want this to be good. So do I, I but love, it just doesn't feel... It doesn't mm, feel... Yeah. I, it's also weird because Hulu's got the Sean Penn... Mars program for right. a show called The First. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, no, remarkably so, similar. And remarkably similar. I love, mm-hmm. look, I was born shortly to after. To, I was born to ride, Chris. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> ride free or die, Chris. Like, if I don't get that into this show, I don't know what's going on. So buy, get a free fucking t-shirt. Yeah, do it. Yeah, born mm-hmm. free, ride free, born to ride. God mm-hmm. damn it. Um, you got to outrun the firequake. You got to fucking, there's a firequake coming, assholes. Yeah. You going to do it with one shirt? No, you need, a, you need a spare. Get a free fucking shirt. There's a goddamn firequake coming. I can't wait to show you that film, guys. I can't wait to watch oh, it. Sounds great. Priceless. <laughs> anyway, whatever. First man of Neil Armstrong. Yeah. Let us know if you like it. I'll probably go see this because I'm not going to see Goosebumps or Beautiful Boy or Bell Times at the Bullshit Cliche El Royale. <laughs> None of those movies look like they're worth anything. The El Royale with cheese. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I really. it really feels like Bad Times at the El Royale was like, well, look, Quentin Tarantino's not making as many movies anymore, and we really need a Quentin Tarantino movie. Who can give me that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Guess what? No one. No one. This, this is so going to be a pale a imitation it's and a copy. A of a, yeah. I will say that some people saw it at uh, Beyond <clears throat> Fest this past weekend. They mm-hmm. told me that it was actually okay. Really? Uh, those yes. are through festival glasses, though. That is probably true. Mm-hmm. That is true. <laughs> festival glasses can make anything good. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone's applauding it. You're like, this movie was awesome. And some of the actors are there. You got to be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Beautiful Boy is the um, Steve Carell movie. Yes. About uh, addiction, correct? About yeah, his son, based on a very uh, best-selling novel, as far as I understand, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, looks to be Oscar bait all over the place. Of course, we're so now into that. Stephen Carell has a son, like the, his character's son is dealing with addiction. Is that what the movie's yes, actually about? His son about? is dealing with addiction and how he's you know basically the struggle. I haven't seen anything about this. Oh, really? Well, maybe I'll see this. Yeah, it's based on a uh, it's a best-selling yeah, it's novel. Yeah, it's based on a best-selling novel, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, uh, which is also based on. An I think actual, you're thinking of a Steve Carell doll movie. <laughs> That's the- <laughs> yeah, where he's like that animatronic doll that comes to life yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and it's you know he's making like little dioramas of the the girl yeah, dolls. and they all start talking to each yeah, other. Yeah, they come because to life. the subgenre of Anomalisa really was begging for a follow. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, we need another movie like this. Um. So, all right. Well, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Frank Woodward, where can people find you, and what do you got coming up? Oh, my goodness. In 10 words or less. In 10 words or less, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, at FHW. 
And uh, coming up next, I uh, may be uh, venturing into your guys' world a little bit and trying my hands at some podcast stuff. Oh, nice. What are you gonna, what's your podcast going to be about? Oh, well, uh, if I wish I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Just start talking. That's yeah, all that matters. That's, I think it's that's in pretty much it's in development. Stuff, it's in development. So before we let you go, though, give us um, one or two words about, because uh, I know we have some fans that, uh, of Runaways. That's oh, on Runaways. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Well, like, I, mean, I mean, I'm very I'm proud to work on the show. Uh, not, not Unfortunately, not in a writing capacity, but in the production side of things. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Runaways, what I love that they do with the show is that they are, it's one of those shows about kids who have superpowers uh-huh. and and they realize that they, their parents are supervillains and they have to deal with no what way. their parents That's have cool. been doing. Yeah. But yeah. it's done in a very realistic, very uh, identifiable way. I mean, there, when you, at first, the comic book that it's based on, uh, they went right for the action and they jumped right into it, both feet first. The kids find out that the parents are supervillains, blah, blah, blah. But here we spend time, we find out these kids as people and you would think that it would get sappy, but it doesn't. It actually holds up very well and people seem to dig it, especially uh, the teenagers in the young 20s. Oh, cool. So definitely check it out. Uh, Twenty December 21st. Is and, the second season on Hulu. And also you could check out at the Comedy Film Nerd site the download of uh, Frank's feature film Men in Suits, which goes through all of the uh, practical effects of guys uh, in, in monster suits. Yes, and mm-hmm. you, we are we, we very happy to have that with you guys. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. pretty much exclusive yeah. with Comedy Film Nerd. Right yes. Only place you can get it, guys. Mm-hmm. Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our show, guys. That's uh, it. Stay in your lane comedy show. We'll be at the Corbin Bowl. October 20th. Kira Sultanovich is doing it. Luz Pezos is doing it. Brandy Posey is doing it. Uh, Jim Bruce, myself, one other comic whose name escapes me, but go to GrahamElwood.com and also the Progressive Comedy Tour with Ron Placone. Uh, November 2nd, Sacramento. November 3rd, San Francisco. And we just added Santa Barbara on uh, November 4th. San Francisco and Sacramento are almost sold out, so get your tickets for that. And then we've just completed the Florida leg of the Progressive Comedy Tour in January, January 9th, Gainesville, January 10th, um, Miami, January 11th, Orlando, January 12th, uh, Jacksonville. So again, all those tickets are at GrahamElwood.com. And uh, check out uh, my new graphic novel, Long Ago and Far Away. It is officially for sale at the Comedy Film yeah! site. Yes, yes, it's been many years it's coming. It's so awesome, you guys. Yeah. It's really I'm, cool. I'm very happy to have uh, my mm-hmm. edition in my hot hands. I'm looking forward to this. Yes. And uh, I will sign it for you, too. And it is, um, it, it's almost 200 pages, so it ended up being a lot bigger than we thought. So it, is, uh, it, is, it was a labor of love, and I'm happy to finally get it out to you guys. And if you were a Kickstarter backer, those are on the way. There, another batch will be going out this week. And we hope to have all of the Kickstarter rewards out within the next week or two. All you Kickstarter backers, we really appreciate yes. it. And Thank you, you know so us much. now that we uh, we deliver. Yes, we do. And not always in a timely manner, but we do deliver, we deliver eventually. Man. Yeah, we never we leave you hanging. Done. So, all right. That's our show. That's our show. 437, you guys. Uh, lock it down. Put it in a fire mob. <laughs> um, thank you to Frank Woodward and uh, Aaron Brungart uh, at the beautiful All Things Comedy World Headquarters. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.